Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows across the country. We're growing, and we're growing because of all of you out there. If you have any specific questions on health insurance, as I always say, you can call the lovely Joyce Thompson at 877-385-2224. If you're looking for Medicare, I don't care where you're at in the country. If you're looking for individual health insurance, if you're looking for a short-term policy because you can't get coverage that's affordable under Obamacare because you don't get a subsidy and your premiums are 12, 14, 1500 a month for a family of four, give Joyce a call. She really does know what she's doing and she's really good at it, Okay, The number is 877-385-2224. And if you're an employer, a business owner, and you're struggling with the cost of health insurance now because Conehead 19 I know it's COVID, people. I'm being funny. COVID-19 has impacted your business, you know, in, in an unhealthy way, or you're, and you know you're going to get popped with a big increase next year. Sue Denninger is truly, it, she's one of the, if not the most knowledgeable broker uh, that I've ever worked with, okay? And she runs my old book at RPS Benefits by Design. I have enormous amount of faith in her. Small group, medium-sized group, large group, I don't care what it is. You want to go on level premium, she's got it. You want to go to completely self-insured program on a, on a captive program, she can get you into Pareto. Pareto's a closed captive. You can't, if you're a broker, you can't even get in there. She's got access to all of that and all of the carriers and all their products. Her name is Sue Dendinger. She's also at 877-385-2224. So with us, the, the shows, if you want to hear them, Again, or you want to tell somebody about them, the podcast, tune in, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker. That's where they're at. The website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. The Facebook page, America's Healthcare Advocate. That's the Facebook page. The website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All right. This is one of my fun shows that I get to do because I get to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So Oscar and I today are here by ourselves in the studio. And here's the topics. This is one of my cornucopia shows, okay, um, that covers a host of topics. So I'm going to give you some good news today that you're going to want to hear. That good news is what's going on. I'm going to give you an update on the COVID-19 vaccinations. A lot of good news out there, people. And I'm going to give you all of that today. Uh, I'm also going to talk about, you know, the public option that is, that's part of the Democrat campaign platform. I'm going to read it to you right off of the platform. Okay. That's the, that's where the government, uh, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are elected, the government is then going to put in place their own health insurance program to compete with the carriers. I'm going to explain that to you. Okay, Single payer. We're going to talk a little about single payer. Uh, specifically in the beginning here, you're going to get kind of a kick out of this. And then we're going to talk about some new cancer screens that are out there um, and, and also some new tests out there for children uh, that, are, that are suffering from uh, some other issues that are, that are now available to you. So we're going to update you on a lot of good information today. I think you're going to enjoy this, the show, so stay tuned because we've got a lot to cover. So let me start out with this. 
this one. This was kind of funny. Okay, this this article is titled "Sweet a Swedish Reminder of the Hidden Cost of Single Payer System." This is actually written to uh, by a person who was publishing a letter to the editor, um, and and here's how here here are the parts of it that I thought were interesting because I did not know this. This is in relationship to COVID nineteen. So the person starts by saying that I hope that every voting senior gets to see the last two sentences in the penultimate paragraph in your editorial. There was an editorial about the world's COVID resurgence in the Wall Street Journal that was in July 29th. In Sweden, it begins like this. In Sweden, this part begins, two-thirds of the deaths have occurred among people between the ages of 80 and 97 who never received care treatment. I'm going to repeat that. Ages 80 to 97 never received care treatment. Under the rationing rules used by the Swedish socialized healthcare system, these seniors with COVID were denied treatment. Do you remember talking about this when we were talking about way back in Obamacare and, you know, we're going to go to Medicare for all, which is what Bernie wanted to do. And then, you know, they were going to do it. They aren't going to do it. Now, you know, Biden has said he's not going to do that. He wants to do public option. But just just remember that. okay? so they were denied treatment. And and this person goes on to say these words should strike terror, at least significant unease for those who would vote for Joe Biden. I'm not telling you that. okay? I'm just giving you the information here. okay? that's their opinion. Not just you vote for whoever you want to vote for. That's not the point. The point is that, that Sweden is always being held up to us as a model we should look at when it comes to their welfare state systems. So here you go. You're 80 years old and you get COVID-19. You will not be treated for it, period. That's how they're doing it. Uh, it's really quite shocking and quite amazing. So, you know, I guess it always helps to understand the details of these things and, and how they're going to play out. And what are the real effects? What are the real effects going to have on people um, in terms of uh, how it's going to affect their health, how it's going to affect their lives? If that's your grandmother or your grandfather or your dad, and you're being told you can't get treatment, what do you think people are going to do about something like that? Okay, that's a nationally run healthcare program that is often held out to us as a model. All right, so let's keep going. So then here's another um, interesting piece. This is, the, this is the platform. This is an article on the platform as it is in place for the Democrat uh, Party running for, for election right now. And this is Medicare for All and the Green New Deal bypassed, but the agenda is pushed far left. And they go on to talk about it here, the piece that, that I'm interested in, and that's the healthcare piece. All right. So here it is. The task force recommendation stops short of Mr. Sanders' signature healthcare policy initiative, single payer Medicare for all. The system would enroll all Americans in a generous government run healthcare plan. Instead, this task force, which is put the platform in place. Instead, the task force supports government-run health insurance option that would be offered to all Americans on a sliding scale according to their income and automatically provided to low-income Americans free. Okay, here we go. I'm going to remind you of the famous words of of Barney Frank. Once we get the door open, we're going to kick it in. And he was referring there to the single-payer system. I'm also going to remind you to go back and look at Kamala Harris and some of the comments she made, because Kamala's flip-flopped on this. Initially, she came out and endorsed the single-payer system. And that's a big piece of what the progressives and the Democrats want to put in place. So if, you're, if you want that, if that's what you're looking for, then this is, in my opinion, only the opening salvo. If they get public option in here, okay, that they're going to offer on a sliding scale across the country, okay, then you're going to see, my opinion, the next step. The next step is going to be, you know what, that really isn't working like we thought it was going to work. We're going to have to go to Medicare for all. Okay. Look, look back at Obamacare, okay? It was going to be the end-all, do-all solution. Look at it today. If you don't get a subsidy, you can't afford it. I'm 
Family of four, 44 years of age, $1,200 a month on average, okay? It's ridiculous, okay, if you don't get a subsidy. Here's another part that is a complete failure. If you don't make $17,000 a year, you can't be covered under Obamacare. What? Yeah, that's what I said. If you don't get $17,000 a year, you can't be covered. So when, when these people start designing these kinds of programs and taking them out into the marketplace to compete with private health insurance, the... Obamacare is a classic example. It is not fulfilling the promise that it had. We have a significant number. I believe it's about 11 million people now that simply aren't covered. Now, if you want to do something, you want to put something in that makes sense, okay, get these people coverage that don't have coverage. You want to put this in place for people that don't have coverage in place and can't afford coverage, that would make a lot of sense, and we should do that. But to take this and make this public option and then put it out on a sliding scale, they're going to come after your employer-sponsored benefits sooner or later. And here's the deal on employer-sponsored benefits, people. 87% of the people that are on employer-sponsored plans are happy with their health insurance. They're happy with it. I'm going to go back to the opening article I referenced here in in the opening monologue. Sweden, okay? Understand something. Okay, the, the, the way this works, if we go to this kind of a system, the only way you can control cost is by controlling access. If you control access, you control cost. Hence, the good people in Sweden saying, well, you know, if you're 80 to 97, uh, 80, excuse me, 80 years above uh, age, okay, you're not going to get coverage at all. Okay, that, that's how it's going to work. So that does not make sense, okay? And I don't think that's going to fly in this country. People want to be able to make their own decisions. They want to get coverage that they want, okay? And they want access to their doctors and, and, and their providers. You, you go out into suburbia and start telling the women in the household that you're going to take away their pediatrician, you're going to take away their primary care doctor, you're going to take away their OBGYN, I think you're going to have a revolt on your hands. But my point in telling you all this is when we start talking about public option, we're going down that slippery slope that's going to wind up being, you know, it's time we start talking about Medicare for all again. Okay, They knew it was a poison pill. That's why they didn't put it in this platform. Okay, They're smart. They're not stupid. They wouldn't be where they are if they were. But understand where this goes. If you're for that and you want that, then these are the folks that you should be considering to vote for. If not, you better take a hard look at what's going on. All right, when I come back from the break, we're going to start diving into some other topics. I'm going to talk a little bit about myopia in kids. This is really interesting and what some new research has shown. So when I come back from the break, we'll talk about that. I'll define myopia for you so you understand it and how it works, and then we'll talk more. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Videos up there, podcasts up there. Uh, go to the Facebook page, America's Healthcare Advocate, um, and you'll see Kong and I. Kong is the 110-pound German Shepherd uh, that did some videos with me on health insurance. Kong's a really bright dog. 
you'll see that if you go up on the website. So again, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, the Facebook page, America's Healthcare Advocate. All right. We're talking about a lot of things today. Single payer system, public option, COVID-19 vaccinations. Now we're going to talk about myopia in kids. Before I get to that, I want to remind you once again, if you're looking for Medicare coverage or individual health insurance, short-term, long-term, whatever it is, Joyce Thompson, the lovely Joyce Thompson, and if you're looking for group coverage, you want to just have somebody look at your plan and analyze whether it's a good plan or not, Sue Dendiger is the person you want to talk to. You can reach either one of them anywhere in the country. Give them a call, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. They're at RPS Benefits by Design. You might recognize the second half of that name as it is my old brokerage firm. It is now part of RPS. All right. <clears throat> Myopia in kids. Okay, what is this? There's a new approach to this. Efforts are underway to treat nearsightedness in children rather than simply correct it. This is really fascinating. All right, this came out of the Epic Times. By the way, that's a great newspaper. If you haven't taken a look at it, it's spelled E-P-O-C-H. Once a week it comes out. You'll love the paper if you haven't taken a look at it. As, as a number of people with myopia accelerates in an effort, there is an effort underway to treat nearsightedness in children rather than simply correct it with glasses and contact lessons. By 2030, some 3.36 billion people will be myopic from 2.6 billion now. So this is growing, okay, according to the World Health Organizations. All right, so those numbers really concern people, and there's a serious issue here. If you develop myopia, early in your life, it progresses into high myopia, you may be at a higher risk for retinal complications later in life. And that is not something you want to fool around with, okay? Uh, you get a detached retina or you have some other issue, the, it, you know, they can, a lot of times it can be corrected. It's not easy. It's painful. You know, you're getting shots in your eye, those kind of things. This is a serious issue, all right? So here, here is, you know, what's going on now. The, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved Cooper's Vision Inc.'s MySight, the first contact lenses indicated to slow the progression of nearsightedness in children. How do you like that? That's pretty cool, isn't it? All right, keep going. Some eye care professionals are prescribing atropine eye drops and contact lenses approved for either use to nearsighted children as studies build the case that these therapies are effective in controlling myopia. Myopia, which affects about 42% of Americans. Can you believe that? 42%, we're almost at half, is up from original 27% in 1971, according to the National Eye Institute. Essentially, it occurs when the eye grows too long from front to back. Consequently, images are focused in front of the retina and light-sensitive tissue in the back of the eye instead of on it, causing distant objects to appear blurry. Myopia typically develops in children, usually stops uh, progressing uh, by the late teens or early 20s, but can progress longer, experts say. Doctors say mild myopia is of less concern, but severe or high myopia, which occurs in about 4% of U.S. adults, raises the risk of eye conditions such as retinal detachment, see, I told you, all right, or glaucoma, early cataracts, or myopic Maclopathy. I'm, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. I'm probably stepping all over it, but uh, that, 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 that's another issue. It causes a leading causeness of a cause, rather, of blindness worldwide. So this is pretty serious, people. You know, when they talk about this, it's pretty serious. Every amount of myopia matters in terms of increase in risks, says Dr. Muti uh, EF. Uh, 
let's see, he is uh, with the EF Wildemouth Foundation and professor at Ohio State University Optometry College. Genetics plays a key role in myopia, but researchers believe the environmental factors such as spending less time outdoors. This was interesting. A study published in 2019 in the American Medical Journal found that adding 40 minutes of outdoor activity to school play reduced the incidence of myopia over a three-year span in a study of six-year-olds. So this is very interesting. One theory is that the outdoor light stimulates release of dopamine in the retina, which then turns and inhibits the growth of the eye. So interesting, huh? So just getting your kids out to play and getting them away from the computer screen, uh huh. You know all those games they play on the computer screen and connect with the other kids in the neighborhood and all that. Just getting them outdoors um, can make a big difference here and could really be a help. Okay. So once again, and so now they've developed this lens, and I'll go on. No test can definitively predict how nearsighted children will, uh, how nearsighted children children will become, and not all children progress to high myopia, says Cami Guten, a pediatric ophthalmic surgeon at Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. So the the treatments aren't for everyone, but she goes on to say that you can imagine this treatment with a family history, that you're going to be more prone to it, with a family history of myopic rapid progression of nearsightedness, says Dr. Gunton. So what they're saying here is, you know, it's kind of like the BRCA gene, okay, um, in Ashkenazi Jewish women. They're more susceptible to breast cancer because of genetics. That's exactly what you're hearing here. And what they're saying is, look, this, you heard me name all these conditions that can come out of this, from cataracts to retina issues to go down the list, okay? It's not good, right? So if you, if you know you've got a history of this in your family, it's something you definitely want to take a look at and try to do something about. So the MySight lenses, which are FDA-approved for children uh, ages 8 through 12, are worn during the day and discarded at night. One part of the lens corrects the vision, while another part pulls the peripheral rays of light, which would encourage the eye to grow from the front of the retina. This signals to the eye to grow more slowly, according to Cooper Vision. It's effectively tricking the eye not to grow. That, that, that's what they're trying to do here. Pretty remarkable stuff, isn't it? You know, I mean, really. <laughs> you know, I've, I say this on the show a lot when we talk about these kind of issues. The advances that we are making in medicine here, in, in this country specifically, all right. Um, if you look back at where we were 10 years ago, if you look back for the treatment of breast cancer, if you look back at cataract treatment, if you look at, you know, all these different the prostate cancer. OK, I just did a show here um, with Dr. Sperling about this amazing treatment he has because a friend of mine went through the treatment, had cancer of the prostate, did not have to have his prostate removed. The, the advances we're making in medicine in this country are really quite remarkable. Um, and I think we're going to see more and more of that. And that speaks highly to the quality of medical care in this country and the people that provide it. It also speaks highly to the universities, the, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, the medical practitioners that are, that are doing these things, experimenting with these things, and learning better ways to treat us when we have a lot of other, you know, when we have issues, and the survivability rate and being able to lead a healthy life. So this particular program is pretty amazing. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure if you Google this, 
You'll find it without too much trouble. Um, it is, again, a remarkable program. It's called, the lenses are called the MySight lenses, and they are FDA approved for children uh, ages 8 through 12. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to dive into the vaccines. I've got a very detailed vaccine update. I think you're going to love hearing this. It's all good news, folks. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here, broadcasting on the HI radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We're going to be right back with more. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Videos are up there of me and Calm. Take a look at it. You'll know why his name is Calm. Our producer, the always perfect Mr. Oscar Batarosa. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're talking about a lot of things today. This is my cornucopia show. You know, we're getting a lot of interest across the country, people in Florida, uh, people in New York, people in California, uh, on our Wavi Brain Scan. Our website is brainscan.com, brainscan.com. If you're a practitioner, okay, we've got a doctor out in Palm Springs right now that has done an amazing job of plugging this system in to the, the people on Medicare that she treats. Um, we've got some other doctors from Florida using it in their practice. We've got a sports medicine group in Memphis, an Olympic pole vaulter, okay, the, the Wavi brain scan takes four minutes, okay, uh, on the concussion protocol part. It also puts data out that can tell you if you're at risk for Alzheimer's, dementia, anxiety, depression, PTSD. The list is long, all right? ton of information on our website, okay? Again, it's brainscan.com. If you're, any, if you're a practitioner, take a look at it. By the way, we just rolled out a new piece for lawyers that are doing personal injury and workman's comp work. Um, where if you want to be able to show that your clients had a significant issue that is pure scientific data that is objective, brainscan.com, we've got it, and we can, make, we can help you uh, with your cases with the Wavi BrainScan at brainscan.com. All right, so we're going to start this segment off. This is all about vaccines. The first thing that I want to do is talk about a piece. This, again, is out of the Wall Street Journal. Um, <clears throat> And it's fascinating, you know, every time we hear of a breakthrough by Moderna or, 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 or Gilead or Pfizer, you've got somebody over here going, yes, but it's going to be too expensive and how are people going to pay for it? I mean, it, all, it starts right out of the gate, right? So here's a piece you'll find interesting. New details emerged Thursday of how hundreds of millions of coronavirus vaccines will be distributed in the U.S. and who will bear the cost. The U.S. government will pay for the vaccine and their distribution. Let me repeat that. The U.S. government will pay for the vaccines and their distribution. They are working with commercial health insurance plans to offer the shots for free without a copay and without any kind of a charge, says Paul Mango, Deputy Chief of Staff for Policy at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. We're hoping every American will not only get a free vaccine distributed to many outlets, but will also not have to pay for anything, said Mr. Mango. Additionally, the Department of Defense is going to handle sending the doses to military personnel overseas, so they're going to get it as well. Um, we are going to be in a better place than anybody almost 
ever has been with this new vaccine where you're already going to have lots of doses, but you're going to still have to have it done in a thoughtful way and how to choose the priorities over the first few months so that we can immunize everybody. That's the whole idea here. So when you hear this whining and moaning about how we're going to pay for it, it's going to be covered by the government. Okay, The U.S. government has spent $9 billion um, securing hundreds of millions of doses of the experimental COVID-19. This week, they agreed to pay Moderna $1.5 billion for 100 million doses of this vaccine. By the way, Moderna is very, very close. They're talking about as early as September possibly having their vaccine ready. That's the vaccine where they did it on, I think, 45 people initially. Every one of the people that took the vaccine who had COVID-19 um, had a significant recovery much greater than they had on anything else. Now it's in the bigger trial, and I think they're doing 30,000 in this trial, if I'm not mistaken, um, and that should be wrapped up here pretty quick. We're in August, September, so I'm guessing they're going to have that wrapped up by October. Um, and this program is called Warp Speed uh, with the FDA, the Trump administration has put in place. And as far as moving it through the process, they're doing a great job. All right, some updates on vaccines that are out there, Okay. On Wednesday, the Trump administration announced $1.95 billion in advance order for another 100 million doses of a promising vaccine candidate from Pfizer uh, and Germany-based BioNTech that could be available by the end of the year. Okay, They go on to say the administration's operational work speed is accelerating vaccine development as well as the manufacturing of ingredients. You may recall that a deal was cut with Kodak where they're going to start making some of the ingredients for generic drugs. I don't know if they're going to make any of this, but they're actually going to be making some of the compounds. 300 million doses. This is what they're trying to deliver. This is amazing. I mean, think about this. We've never done anything like this in this country. 300 million doses by January of 2021. If they do that, they're going to knock this thing down really fast, and it's going to be behind us, and life is going to go on. Evidence from the early-stage clinical trials so far has been extremely promising for Pfizer Pfizer and Biotech this month reported preliminary results from 45 volunteers showing their mRNA vaccine candidate generated levels of neutralizing antibodies at 1.8 to 2.8 times higher than doses uh, than those in recovered doses in those recovered patients. The vaccine program sells to produce a viral protein that stimulates the immune response. Pretty amazing stuff, isn't it? The Food and Drug Administration is wisely letting vaccine workers compress trials so they can enroll volunteers. Moderna's president, Stephen Hodge, noted its collaboration with the National Institute of Health requires an independent data survey AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca executive president Mine Pangolas explained that having the unprecedented interaction with regulators working around the clock is making a huge difference in how this works. This is all good news, people. And I'll predict on air that we're going to have something, I'm going to say by November, December, the way, at the way this thing is rolling. Unless everything just blows up and doesn't work. You look at how many of these are going on out there. You've got, I think, 500 different vaccines in trials. But these are the ones that are very, very close. Okay, And they're the ones that I think they're going to make it out very quickly and make a big difference. AstraZeneca's vaccine, which is based genet- on a genetically engineered adenovirus that causes the common cold is the furthest along. This week, the company reported that its vaccine generated a strong antibody response in 1,000 patients as well as T-cell response. AstraZeneca is already forging ahead with the Phase 3 trial. Phase 3 trial is the last part, people. They get that done. um, This is going to be remarkable, okay? So, 
you know, they're moving heaven and earth to get this done. And I think uh, that, that we're going to be in really good shape. And I think it's important uh, that we understand that and what a difference it could make for us uh, in a very short term. And wouldn't it be nice to th- see things return to some semblance of normalcy? I mean, you get the vaccine and, you know, know that you can put this thing behind you. And we're not Sweden, so we're not going to tell people over 80 they can't have it. So <laughs> that's a little better deal. Here's another piece that I thought was very interesting, Cole. And this is titled, The Treatment That Could Crush COVID. More than 500 clinical trials are underway worldwide in a race to find treatment for COVID-19. Okay, so this is a new treatment, but the most promising therapies for COVID-19 patients use medical signaling called MCS, which are found in blood vessels throughout the body. In preliminary studies, these cells... um, cut the death rate significantly, particularly in the sickest of people with a powerful one, two, three punch. This is very interesting. These cells eliminate the virus. Listen to that. Eliminate the virus, calm the immune overreaction known as psychokine. I know I'm pronouncing this wrong. uh, And storm to repair damaged lung tissue, a combination offered by no other drug. Look at what we're doing in this country. I mean, this, this, COVID-19 was a tragedy. The number of people died worldwide, all of it. But look what's coming out of this on the other end. We are doing things we have never done before, pioneering new ways to treat disease that have never happened. So maybe at the end of the day, some really good things are going to come out of this, okay? This type of regeneration medicine, that's what it called, could be as revolutionary as Jonas Salk's polio vaccine. And I remember referencing that in another show that I did about one of these vaccines. It was actually being developed in a company that had worked with Jonas Salk to develop the polio vaccine, okay? MCS, two infusions of their modulated hypoactive immune system, and 83% of the patients on this survived with such promising results that a team at Mount Sinai Hospital supplied the cells to Mesoblast LTD, won the Food and Drug Administration clearance for the National Institutes of Health funding to conduct randomized trials on 300 patients. On July 10th, Lancelot, Journal reported on 13 critically ill COVID-19 patients also treated with MCS. 11 of the 13 lived, 85% survival rate. What do you think about that? There's some good news. Why in the hell aren't we hearing that in the media? Why isn't that on the front page of every newspaper? Why, why aren't the American people giving some, being given some good news? This isn't pie in the sky, people. These are some of the, the best minds in this country, in the world, Germany, here, etc., that are developing this vaccine, and it's going to make a huge difference, okay? Uh, and, and so I think it's important that we focus on some of these things that are positive and where we're at. And guess what? If the cells perform as they did at Mount Sinai's research in March elsewhere, the results should be available before the end of September. Did you hear what I just said? They could be re- available before the end of September. That means we'd have a vaccine in place. I mean, that's two months, and we could be looking at a vaccine. Take hope. Feel good. Things are looking pretty good right now. I think we're going to see us get through this and put it behind us, and that's important. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We've got more.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. And if you're a provider out there, if you're a physical therapist, if you're an MD, if you're a chiropractor, if you're, you know, if you're an attorney and you're doing personal injury cases, workman's comp, go take a look at brainscan.com. That, that, that system, the Wabi Brain Scan, is absolutely remarkable in what it does. It's extremely affordable, um, and it can add a lot to your practice. Look at the video on brainscan.com by Dr. Moab Zavi up in Michigan and what he says about what it's done in his practice. And also look at the video up there by Dr. Frank Palermo, okay, who's, one, who's the chairman of the board at Wabi, and let him tell you about the, one of the most recognized experts on brain health in this country. Again, the website, Brain Health scan.com brainhealthscan.com all right in this segment i'm going to talk about a, a new cancer screening remember i told you i had a lot of good news today so here this is a, an article i thought was very interesting so often the future shows up when you're looking for something else remember when the guy invented those 3m pads you know those sticky pads that everybody has in their office now and he wasn't trying to invent 3m sticky pads it was a byproduct it was a mistake it happens, right? So in 2013, DNA sequencing company uh, Illumnia bought Vernetta Health and began offering non-invasive parental prenatal testing, rather, using pregnant women's blood. Now, $500 DNA tests can spot Down syndrome and other uh, chromosomal conditions. Since then, the use of the invasive needle-to-womb uh, amnesynthesis testing has been dropped. So now they're doing that without having to do this, okay? Pretty amazing, right? But that's not the story here. The first of 100,000 women tested, 10 or 0.1%, had unusual chromosome patterns. The fetus was fine, but in each case, the mother had a different kind of cancer. This was worth investigating. 600,000 died from cancer in the U.S. each year, but large, expensive clinical trials would be required. So Illumina spun out a new company called Grail in Menlo Park, California, to do what is known as Circulating Cell-Free Genome Atlas Studies. Holy cow. That's a mouthful. Running DNA sequencing on regular blood samples, Grail generates hundreds of gigabytes of data per person the well-known ATGC nucleotides, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but also methylfolian status or whether a particular DNA site's function is turned on or off technically, whether or not it represses gene transcription. Most popular DNA screening for cancer risk is the BRCA gene. You've heard me. I just talked about it earlier in the show. Okay. But Grail's chief medical officer, Josh Orfman, tells us cancer may show up in thousands of methylation, methylation, holy cow, uh, uh, changes in, in much, as a much richer signal uh, to teach machine learning algorithms to find cancer. That's what they're doing. They're teaching these machines to do it. A single site, more than 30 million methylation sites in the entire human genome can generate 100,000 DNA fragments. This is just way above my pay grade, people. But what's amazing here, what they're doing is that they are able now to do this scan, and they're, they're, they're coming up with, for instance, PSA cancer, 75% accuracy in, in predicting P, you know, uh, uh, PSA prostate cancer, okay? So th this is remarkable what they're doing. Remember what I said a minute ago, okay, that what the advances we're making in this country are amazing, and you don't hear a lot about it, okay? It's just not something that's out there. I guess we're too busy feeding us bad news to give us much good news, but the point is there is some really great good news. Grail DNA tests, false positive rate of less than 1%. What do you think about that? 
Less than 1% false positive. That's a big issue on cancer, okay? The test is more than 93% accurate in identifying a type of cancer. Again, if the cancer can be found early, treatment is much easier. You can cut the heat, freeze, or zap it out, especially since you know where it is and how how you're going to save the healthcare system, meaning the healthcare system of the body. So when I did that show with Dr. Sperling, remember how he talked about how he went in uh, while he had you uh, going through an MRI and guided in the device that actually went in and zapped the prostate and took off, could see the cancer cells and the cancer tumor, watch it, and they knew how to get it and get it out. And you remember what he said? He said, not one of my patients has come back incontinent. Look at what's going on here. Look at what we're doing in this country. You know, <laughs> like I said, we get a lot of stuff, you know, pounded in our heads. It's not positive stuff. A lot of negative garbage that's out there, okay? There are a lot of good things going on in this country that people simply don't see and don't hear about. And what I try to do on this show is bring you some of that information, let you know that, you know, the sky isn't falling. We don't have to act like we're all chicken little, okay? And there, there is hope to feel good about how things are going in this country. This is not got anything to do with politics. What I'm talking about here is science, okay? You've probably seen these yard signs up in people's homes, you know, in front of them. You know, we believe in this and this and this. And one of the things they talk about is science. Well, everything I've talked about on this show is science, all right? It's all out there. Um, and it's information that can be extremely helpful to you uh, and your family. And if you need help with any of this stuff, okay, that you've heard on this broadcast, you remember, everything's up on the podcast. So maybe you heard that piece on myopia or you heard this piece on cancer and how to be tested for these different GNA, DNA cancer programs. Um, the podcast is up there. It's on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, everywhere. Go up there if you want to tell somebody to listen to it, and they can listen to it and, and, and get the help they need. Um, that's what we try to do here. Um, is get information out to you in such a way that can be beneficial to you and your family. And it's important to know what's out there, okay? Um, by the way, I'm going to plug this again because I think it's worth people knowing. Um, that, uh, that Epic Times newspaper, E-P-O-C-H, uh, really has a whole health section in it um, that's really quite remarkable, and I urge you to take a look at that. It's a once-a-week newspaper. It's very inexpensive. You can get it online or print. I'm old school, so I like the print copy. Plus, I, I, I cut all this stuff out and save it, and then I come in here and do these shows, and it, this is how I pull it all together from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Epic, even once in a while, the Kansas City Star, which doesn't produce much in the way of real reporting, but every once in a while, we find a nugget, and we try to pull all that together together along with stuff that I get from different people around the country that send me. And by the way, if you have, you know, if, if you know of a particular treatment or something that worked really well for your family, um, feel free to get it to me. The website's americashealthcareadvocate.com. And um, closing thought on brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com, that's the website. If you are at all interested in the Wabi Brain Scan, which does concussion protocol, we're talking to the Kansas Soccer Association right now because a lot of these kids get concussions they get sent back to play and 30 percent of them should never be gone should never have gone back um, and we're, we're doing something about that the website brainhealthscan.com we'll be happy to reach out and tell you more about it thank you for listening and now folks i leave you with this thought from dr martin luther king americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or we will surely perish as fools nothing could be more true right now thank you for listening to america's Healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the hi radio network Coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.